Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I hope and pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all honor, all glory, and all praises to Father God Almighty his Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, because without them, I am nothing. But because of Christ Jesus, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode. Once again, I would like to take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, whether that's by hitting play or simply hitting download, etc., God bless you. Today is May 14th. The time now is currently 12:47 a.m. and the temperature is 71 degrees where I am at and actually it's 12:47 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday or actually Sunday. It was Saturday but now it's Sunday. And it's actually, it's Mother's Day to those who are mothers. So happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you out there. I am not a mother, but I am a godmother. But I just want to say happy Mother's Day out there to each and every one of you. And I am currently sipping on some detox tea with all the usuals. Apple cider vinegar. I have some lime juice. Oh, I forgot the cough drop. That's okay. Some zero calorie sweetener. And yeah, I think that's about it. So yeah, I hope that you were able to catch my last episode with King David. Entitled David, A Man After God's Own Heart. Pain and rejection. Some good information that I was able to discover for that particular episode. So here we are. And yes, this is another impromptu episode. It was not planned at all until yesterday afternoon as I saw. I was scrolling down Facebook. And one of the pages that I'm subscribed to. They had up a question that asked, what is your favorite memory with mom? And of course I answered. And when I finished answering, 
immediately the Holy Spirit prompted me that I needed to do an episode. So here we are. This is the first official Mother's Day episode on this podcast. So once again, the name and title, well, the name and title of today's episode is My Favorite Memories and Moments with Mom, My Mother. Today's episode is inspired by a question, which I saw on Facebook once again, and also to remember my mother this Mother's Day. I guess publicly at this point um, via podcast. And like I said before, this is my first Mother's Day episode. And this is episode number 124. So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage, and join me back here in a few minutes as we get started. So I will see you back here in a few. Are you looking to spice up your quiet time Bible time with the Lord? Well, guess what? I might just have the right thing to help you. There is nothing better than being able to spend quality and intimate time with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in His Word. For many of us, this may look different from day to day. Check out my 20-piece digital quiet time Bible study bundle. It comes with six topical scripture writing plans to encourage and uplift you as well as to help you get into the Word of God. So if you're ready to dig deeper or simply ready to give your Bible study a boost, check out my 20-piece Quiet Time Bible Study Bundle and other digital Bible study resources at Jahira Print Shop. The link will be featured in the description box. And as always, I'd like to take the time out to say thank you to each and every one of you. I do hope and pray that you will be blessed. are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, yes. And as I said before, today's episode is going to be in honor of Mother's Day, and of course, also remembering my own mother as well. So that's what today's episode is going to be about. Memories of and with my mother. Yes. One of the things that I remember about my mom. Now my mother was a beautiful, dark skinned black woman. 
She was dark, but she was smooth. She was really smooth. Her skin was like glass. I didn't inherit that part as far as my skin being like glass. I mean, it's a work in progress, but yeah. She had beautiful skin. And she came from a line of some beautiful, dark-skinned black women, of which I am also one of those women. To God be the glory. Mm-hmm. My mom worked as a nurse's aide back in the 70s. And she worked at the hospital that I was born in. That hospital no longer exists. Well, it still exists, but it's just under a different name. Different company. So, yeah, it kind of in a way does not exist, but the building is very much still there. Very much still standing. And one of the things that I remember, I remember so many things about my mom. So, it's going to be a list of some stuff that I was able to come up with. And I'm sure there's a whole lot that I still forgot. But these are some of the the main points. I remember my mom back in the 70s. Yeah, it was the 70s. I remember those Bonton potato chips. They used to be a penny. I remember that. I remember my mom making strawberry and chocolate quick for me as a kid. Nesquik. It was Nestle, strawberry, and chocolate quick. I think they still sell it. I think they, it comes in syrup now. But back then it was in a can and it was in powder form. And I remember that. I she, you know, During like lunchtime, she would either make me a glass of the chocolate or the strawberry one. But I remember more getting the strawberry one, even though I preferred chocolate. But either one could work fine for me. But she made a lot of that strawberry flavored quick for me and when I guess there was no strawberry I'd get I'd get the chocolate but I remember that very 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 well another thing that I remember so well and I enjoyed as a a young you know um young kid growing up you know back in New York City at that time before I migrated out um I remember standing up on the kitchen chair in our apartment and in our kitchen, we had two refrigerators. And I remember I would, on top of the refrigerator, there used to be a small black and white TV. Now, that was not our main TV. In the living room, we had a floor model TV. You know, one of them heavy-duty-looking stuff that, you know, the thieves could not go with? We had one of those in the living room. But I was not really allowed in the living room. And a lot of times, they didn't go much into the living room unless we had company. My dad spent a lot of time in the living room because, of course, he would play music. And whenever he was in there, I would be right in there with him. But if he wasn't in there, I wasn't really allowed to go in there because, listen, I would tear stuff up, okay? So um, she kept a small black and white TV on the refrigerator. And I remember, because I was so short, I would stand on the kitchen chair looking up at this small black and white TV. And on that, I remember every Saturday, 
fatally, it would be turned to Soul Train. And I remember Don Cornelius with that big old afro and these people getting down, going down the Soul Train line. I remember watching um, Electric, what was it again? Electric City, I think. I think it was Electric City. I can't even remember the Flintstones. You know, I remember um, Fat Albert. I remember watching quite a bit of things on that television, but I think the thing that stood out the most, oh, Mr. Rogers, how can I forget him? But I remember every Saturday, Soul Train. I remember that. (laughs) I remember that. And I would, you know, Electric Company. I think it was Electric Company. That's what it was, Electric Company. Sesame Street. And I remember just standing on the kitchen chair, just looking up and watching the television. So that was one of my most memorable moments, you know, her in the kitchen, whether she was washing dishes or preparing dinner, but I would be there with her wherever she was. I used to be with her and I would just be standing with, when I went, when I was in the kitchen with her, I'd be just standing on that chair, looking up at the television. I also remember back then drinking a lot of Hawaiian punch. She used to always give me a glass of Hawaiian punch with my food, with my dinner. I remember that so well. And for breakfast, I would get a glass of Ovaltine. Now the Ovaltine they got today ain't like the Ovaltine they had back then. They had some good Ovaltine back then. I mean, I haven't drank it in a while anyway, but yeah. I remember the Ovaltine and Hawaiian Punch. Another thing that I enjoyed also was listening to music with my mother. My mother, both my parents loved music. And that's where my love of music came from. You know, they had their own collections. And then, of course, I had my own little collection. Then, of course, as I got older, I had a vast collection. And my mother, she loved listening to music. And some of the songs that I remember my mom was always playing was, Knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. (laughs) <laughs> by Tony Orlando and Dawn. And I remember, rock the boat, don't rock the boat, baby, rock the boat. I remember that. Um, I also remember hearing the song, Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel by Tavares. And ain't no woman like the one I got. Oh, my goodness. You know, and to this day, every time I hear Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel, I I always go back to remember my mom. And that's where a lot of my love for uh, music from the 60s and 70s came from. And that's why um, when I got into music, I always loved the artists of the 60s and 70s. Because that's the music I grew up, you know, hearing back then. And yeah, I, I remember those songs. And another song I remember she used to play a lot. Especially during the Christmas time. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I think that was Jose Feliciano. Oh my goodness. You know, it brings back a lot of great memories. And a lot of times a song holds so many memories for me. You know, um, not just with my mom, my dad, but even my ex. And I can just hear a song and it takes me straight back to that time to you know to those times but yeah those were some of the songs 
And another thing I used to love doing and I remember very well was she had a lot of clothes and I guess that's where my love of clothes came from. Um, and sometimes she just go into the, her, her various closet and I had my own little closet and she would take out her different clothing and Another thing she used to do, she had like two jewel boxes. I remember them very well. I can see them right now. They were white with some gold trim. One had in pearls and the other one had in like gold. And while she would be in her jewelry box, jewelry box, excuse me, I had my own little jewelry box. And I remember it was white with pink and little pink and blue flowers on the outside painted. And then when you open it, it had like a little mirror and like a satin pink, like baby pink satin backing or um, lining. And it had a a little ballerina. So when you open it, the ballerina would spin around and it would sing. And while she would be there going through her jewelry, I'd be going through my little, I had my little gold too, you know, because she made sure I had mine too. I had my little ring. I had a, a, a name bracelet with my initials on it. Um, my aunt, my father's sister had given that to me. Um, and while she's going through hers, I was going through mine. I remember that so, so, so well. It's not something I think about every day, but whenever I do, it brings back, you know, good memories. So, yeah, it does. And at times if I get a little emotional... Yeah, it is what it is. I also remember my mom giving me those evening baths. I don't remember the morning showers so much. I do remember when she was potty training me. I do remember that. I had my own little potty. I, I do recall that. Um, I don't remember the morning showers or anything, but I do remember those um, bedtime baths I remember that where she would put me in the tub you know she would um she would fill the tub with some warm water and she would put whatever you know baby bubble bath in it and I remember a time she would wash my hair with that what is it the Jergens no tears listen that thing burned my eyes okay it said no tears they lying and when she would wash my hair, but I would remember in the, in the evening, she would, you know, run me a little bath and she would come in and, 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 and bathe me. And I'd have my little rubby ducky inside of the, um, in the tub and you'd squeeze it and go, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are good memories. Very good memories. I also remember my mother using a washboard in the bathroom at times to wash clothes. And I would go in and try to help us, you know, wash on on the washboard. Yeah, when I got older, I I didn't want to be doing that, though. (laughs) But, yeah, I remember that as a kid. I also remember my mom, you know, she worked a lot. My mother worked real hard. So did my father. But my mother really worked a lot of um, night shifts and overnight shifts, actually. So she'd go and I wouldn't see her till the next day. And when she'd come home, you know, she'd prepare me something and then she'd go to bed. Um, so I, 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 I do remember that. I remember that a lot. And back then she used to wear a white uniform 
and you know the little nurses they had little white caps on the head I remember that it's like I could see her right this very moment I also remember my you know she you know she had bought me my own little I had my own little stuff I had my own rocking chair listen I had my own um Raggedy Ann and Andy table set because back in those days you know I, I don't know what, what what's the theme these days I don't even know Spongebob I have no clue But in my day, um, it, Raggedy Ann and Andy was the thing back in my day. So I had a Raggedy Ann and Andy table set. I mean, I had um, the Raggedy Ann and Andy doll, Raggedy Ann and Andy crib. And of course, it passed down to my brother afterwards. You know, I also remember my Mickey Mouse bed set with matching curtains that she had purchased for me. I remember that. I remember that. I didn't have a bunk bed. I had a twin size bed. I also remember my mom dressing me up for church on Sundays. We used to go to church every Sunday. If I could remember, you know, and she used to dress me with my nice Sunday dresses. Like we said back home, my Sunday best. And she put on these nice dresses with the ribbons tied in the back. And of course I wear my pantyhose, my hats and my gloves. And I had a thing back in the day when I used to be, you know, when I was sharp in my days. Um, I used to, I would always wear pantyhose in the Caribbean. People used to be like, what is up with you in these pantyhose? I like, hey, pantyhose make you look elegant. But it was something that my mom dressed me in when I was a kid. Um, I still have some pictures of me in those pantyhose. And they used to be white pantyhose. And she would dress me with her, you know, with, with, with some gloves I had my own gloves and hat, you know, she would also wear her gloves and her hat. And we, you know, we head on out to church and I had my own little purse. It was like a mini, you know, I, I was like a mini she. <laughs> I also, you know, grew up hearing my parents listening to a lot of music. And of course they each had their own music catalogs and collections. And that's where I got my love of clothes, dressing, and of course, listening to music. That's where it came from, from both my mom and from my dad. And what I used to do, my mom had, sometimes I would sneak in and go. Because whenever my father would be in there playing his records, I'd be right in there with him. And sometimes I'd go and touch those things. And boy, he'd tear my, he'd tear my tail up. Okay, my, my dad never used to play about his, his, his records, his 45s and his 33s, okay? And um, so what my mom did to prevent me from touching them, she bought me my very own portable record player. It was a 33, I remember, it was a Raggedy Ann and Andy 33 record player and then she bought me some bought me my own records you know the nursery rhyme records with skip to malu and jack and jill and you know when i put that when i when she gave me i was so happy to see i had my own records but the thing was when i took it out and i put it on and the, the sound that was coming back at me was like mm -mm, this don't sound like what my father be playing and i'm like no i don't so i would sometimes still go and sneak my father's 33 and back then, you could play a 45 on a 33. There was like a, a black piece that you would put in the middle of that record to 
you stick it in the 45 and then you just put it down on the 33 record player and it could play and boy let me just get my tail tore up you know <laughs> from just you know from you know taking up those you know i didn't want to hear that jack and jill music i wanted to hear the good stuff okay um but yeah those were some very 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 good good memories it was some good memories not getting my butt tear up though but <laughs> it was worth it though okay not at the at that time but yeah later on yes i also remember my mom at one point my mom had been gone for a minute you know but because my mom worked a lot and she she spent a lot of time working so oftentimes she'd be gone sometimes she would work like double shifts and i won't see her for days you know i'd be with the babysitter or with my father so i didn't think anything of it oh no she was missing but as a kid you know you just oh well you know i don't know and i remember you know one day i remember the babysitter coming in and telling me that i had a phone call so i went out to get the phone and i still can see this phone right now in my old apartment you know uh, back in Staten Island, Staten Island, New York. And it was a black rotary phone on the wall. It was a wall phone. So what the babysitter did, she left the receiver hanging down so that way I could grab the phone. And I remember grabbing the phone and saying hello because, yeah, at times I used to answer the phone, so I knew how to um, answer the phone. So I said hello. She didn't tell me who was on the phone. So I said hello. And when I said hello, it happened to be my mother on the other end of the line. I remember asking her, like, where was, like, where was, you know, asking her where where she was. And then she told me she was in the hospital. And I'm thinking to myself, the hospital, because she does, you know, she works in the hospitals. I figured she was working. And then I remember her saying to me, you have a brand new baby brother lord jesus i remember this i dropped the phone and ran through the house screaming no <laughs> listen for four years i had been an only child who had my mother's love and attention okay and i didn't need no brother or a sister coming in and messing that up but anyway she came home and she brought that boy with her and that was the end of it. And yeah, so I had one sibling. My mom also, she loved to sew. Even though I didn't really see her sew that much, I remember she had a sewing machine. And, you know, it's not like the sewing machines that they make today. This was a good, you know, the stuff that was made back in those days, there was some good stuff. And even though I didn't really see her sewing as much, I remember the sewing machine because I later inherited that sewing machine after she passed. And she also loved playing the piano, even though she worked so hard and she didn't get as much time to spend and, you know, playing the piano because she was always busy working. And then when she had the baby, then she had to take care of the baby as well as myself and of course my father and then the house. But the piano was nicely there and she could play a good piano and she had her um, her music sheets. And 
I remember on top of the piano, she would have like little ornaments and stuff. I could see it right now in that old apartment. I could still see everything visually in that old apartment. To this very day, I can still see everything. I remember the piano actually, we kept it for like almost almost 20 years after her death. And then of course, when I moved back to the Caribbean, I think that was 1992 or 93. Um, actually, I think it was 92. Yeah, and I ended up selling it. So I did ended up selling that piano. And I also remember one Sunday after church. I remember it very, very well. I still got the scars. I came from church and I was going to hang up my clothes my dress or whatever it was and accidentally I sliced the tip of my middle finger and it was hanging and the blood was spewing all over the place I remember that so well and she had to rush me to the emergency room and the next thing I know I woke up with something on my hand my finger and I still have that I still have the uh, mark to this day it's still there actually I'm looking at it right this minute how they they patched it back on (laughs) Yeah. And some of my most poignant and precious and memorable moments with my mother was she she always served me food with a side of applesauce. For some reason I wouldn't eat my food, so in order to get me to eat my food, she would always put a nice helping of applesauce next to my food and that way I would eat my food and she would mix the food in with the applesauce and I would eat it as a kid and she always made certain to always include it with every meal at dinner time I also remember her taking me to my favorite park which was Silver Lake Park and to this day it's still very much my favorite park I have many beautiful memories of Silver Lake Park. I remember her teaching me how to say the Lord's Prayer and making sure that I prayed it every night before bed. I had to kneel down and pray every night before I went to sleep. I would have to say Our Father Prayer. And also, she taught me to pray over my food before I ate. And I think... Out of all the memories that sticks with me the most, that always keeps coming back to me, is I remember my mom used to receive these packages, boxed packages from back in the Caribbean. I'm not sure who was sending them, probably someone of her her family members, I'm not sure who. But I know when I saw one of them boxes, boy, I know it's going to be on. You know, she didn't even have to open it for me to know what was in it. I already knew what was inside of it. It was filled with lots of Caribbean goodies. And of course, none other than some good old sugar cane. Oh my goodness. And it would have some nice, sweet, ripe sugar cane. And both me and my mother, we would just sit at the table. And what she would do, she would peel away the skin. And she would cut it like in little chunks. Sliced chunks. 
and give it to me in bite-sized pieces. And boy, let me tell you, we would both sit there sucking away till that. Listen, when we were finished sucking away on that um, sugar cane, ain't had no sugar left in that cane. And it was one of my most favorite pastimes. And it's one of the the memories that always comes back to me. And whenever I am home, I pass like one by one of the um the markets the open air markets and you you see people selling like the sugar canes and stuff like that i will always stop slow down look and i'll just smile and i'll just walk away and i wouldn't get any sugar cane i have not eaten sugar cane since my mom passed but i still have the memories the last two memories or the last few memories that I have or two or three memories that I have of my mother. I remember the last night I saw my mother. As always, she went to work. I remember this particular night she said to me, I don't know where my father was to be honest, but he wasn't home. And the babysitter that lived downstairs would come. She told the babysitter to just come and check on us just to make sure that we were okay. My brother was a baby at that time. He was about two months and I was four. And she told the babysitter, like if she could just come in and, you know, just check to make sure that we are okay until my father gets home because she had to go to work. And I remember her telling me, Arlena, go inside and sleep by your father. For whatever reason, they no longer slept together in the same bed. I slept with my father and she slept in my bed with my baby brother. He, his crib was also, we shared a room. He, his crib was in the corner and then of course I had the bed. So she would sleep on my bed and I would sleep with my father. And I distinctively remember her saying to me, she said, Arlena, go and sleep. When you're ready to go to sleep, go and sleep by your father because sometimes I I wouldn't listen. I'd just fall asleep on the bed and then she would have to wrestle with me when she come in, you know, in the wee hours in the morning from work and she's tired. And she told me, go. She made sure to tell me, go in. And she told the babysitter to make sure that I would go inside my father's room or their room and go to sleep. And do not fall asleep on my bed. And yeah, I didn't listen, of course. And um, I must have fallen asleep. And obviously the babysitter didn't wake me up, so I was asleep. And the next thing I knew, she was, my mother had came home and she was trying, wrestling with me, trying to get me up. You know, you know, it's like in the wee hours in the morning, I'm tired. She tired too, but I'm tired too. And I remember she, she would wake me up and boy, I go right back to sleep. And she would, she was wrestling with me to, you know, to get me to get up so that I can go in by my father. And it was like a tussle. Cause I remember like, why is she waking me up? And I want to go to, you know, I'm sleepy. And she's like, go in by your father. And finally she was able to get me up where I was able to get up and go in to the bedroom with my father and no my father was not a pervert he might have been a lot of things but that that he wasn't thank god 
Um, and I went in and went to sleep next to my father. And it felt like it was just a few minutes ago. Next thing I know, my father's waking me up. And I'm like, but didn't they just wake me up? I'm like, but didn't she just wake me up and tell me to come in here? Now he waking, what are he waking me up for? So my father's waking me up and he's like, go and tell your mother that the baby is crying. And he's fighting to get me up because I'm asleep. And I'm tired. And he was the type, when you speak, when you speak, you better listen. So, but I was sleeping. I was sleepy. And he was like, you know, get up or else. And uh, of course I jumped up, but I was sleepy. I remember I was sleepy, 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 you know, you know, and you know, as a kid, I just walked back to my room to go and tell my mother that my father said to get up. The baby is crying. And when I got to the door, but actually when I woke up, it had, I, it was actually morning at this point cause the sun was up. But it felt like I had just went to sleep. And as I got to the my bedroom door where my mom was, I, as I stood at the door, I saw my mother. And she was face down between my bed and the changing table. And then my ba- my brother's crib was in the other corner on the right hand side and the changing table was on no my brother's crib was on the left hand side I'm sorry of the room by the door and the changing table was on the right hand side right across from my bed and my mother lay face down between the bed and the changing table and um I just stood there and I kept calling her, but I wouldn't go in to touch her. It's like I was a kid, but it's just something to me that something wasn't right, but I wasn't going close to her for some reason. And I kept calling her and I'm like, I used to call her Bai. And I'm like, Bai, get up, wake up, Bai, wake up. But I wouldn't go in to touch her, but I'm standing at the door and I'm seeing her lying between there and I'm calling her. So then I head back towards my father in their bedroom. But the baby's still crying. And as I'm heading back towards my father, I'm getting you know, I'm getting ready to get in bed. I'm only four years old. So my father asked me if I called my mother. I said yes. But she's not getting up. So he told me go back and call her. So he threatened to beat my tail if I don't go back and call us. I went back and I stood at the door and I would for nothing. I would go inside and I kept crying. I kept like, bye, he wake up because he, he going to beat me. if You don't get up. And I'm, and I'm calling my mom, but she's not moving. So I went back again to my father. And when he's going to like grab my tail, I said, she's not wake. She's not moving. I said, she's on the floor. And when he heard that, he, I never forget my father. Oh my God. Jesus. My father 
jump from his bed. Like he was Superman. And he flew into the room and I went, you know, I followed him, but I stood at the door. I would not enter the room for nothing. I didn't know what was happening, but I knew whatever it was, it was something funny and I wasn't going into that room. And I stood at the door and I saw my father grab my brother in one arm and he threw himself across my bed and he started to shake my mother awake and he, as he's shaking her awake, she's not moving, she's not getting up, not, she's not waking up. And my father, my father let Oka cry, God knows. He let Oka cry, that was, ooh, I can still hear it. And the whole building heard him. Because, you know, these places make out of sheet rack. So. And when they heard his, his cry, the neighbors ran up for him downstairs because this was a three-story building. We were on the third floor. Us and my great-aunt used to live across the hall from us. And then you had the second floor. And then on the first floor were the owners of that building. And I remember they flew upstairs when they heard, you know, and... They heard the cry and when they knocked on the door, they couldn't get in. And my father was just stuck crying, you know, crying as he's just calling my mom, just rocking and crying. So I have to try to open the door and I had to stand up in the chair. And they had like these old time type of deadbolts that ain't the type of deadbolts. Those were, they're nothing like what we, you see today. And you would twist. It was like a, a, a kind of, a knob you would twist the knob but he also had like a chain on the on the door so I had I remember opening the door and when they pushed the door the chain was still on the door so they told me to take the chain off and I when I took the chain off I remember they you know they were the house the next thing I knew the house was you know filled with the people from in the building and we were all West Indians and while they're in the bedroom. I, I'm standing at the door watching this whole scene. And I would not enter the bedroom. And then someone saw me. I now forgot it. And when someone saw me, I heard someone say to someone, grab the child. In other words, to remove me from the door. And they took me up from the door immediately. And they took me into the living room. And they closed the doors behind me in the living room so that I don't come out to see what was going on. And I sat in that living room, you know, I was playing. I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew something was going on. But I didn't know what it was. And I remember the next time, this is after hours now, because by then now the calls had went out, and I think the whole Staten Island was in their apartment at that point. I mean, everybody was there, her uncles. I mean, everybody who you could think of was there at that point. And I remember the babysitter coming into the living room where I was and telling me to go and get my mother's purse. She wanted me to go in the room and get my mother's purse so she could steal my mother's money. And now here I am a four-year-old kid. So I'm doing like what she said. And when I get to the door, 
because the door was closed at this point, but she was, my mother was still in the room. I pushed the door, but I, ne- I never went in. And when I pushed the door, she was still on the floor, but they had a sheet over her. She was covered from her head to her foot in a, a white sheet. And I guess they were waiting for the, you know, the morgue and stuff to come together or whatever it was. And I stood there, I was frozen. And someone happened to be passing by. And they saw me standing there and they're like, what are you doing there? And I just stood there frozen. And then they took me up once again and they asked me, what are you doing there? And I said, she'd sell me to go get my mother's purse. So yeah, they dealt with her. The babysitter. And they put me back in that, in the living room. At that point, the entire place was filled with people. And after that, I don't remember what happened. And the next thing I do remember, um, I remember being in a funeral home. And I don't think my mother was dressed yet because the, uh, the dress she was wearing, it was a house dress. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was the same dress she died in. Um, And... Her hair was not combed. And I don't know if it was the wake or what, but she, I remember her. I remember her in the casket. And they had the bottom part of the casket closed. So they had me there. And I kept asking, I said, where's her legs? Because I couldn't see her legs. I'm like, where's her legs? Where's her legs? Like, what what happened to her leg? I thought they cut off the legs, but the bottom half was closed, so her legs, I couldn't see her legs. And I'm like, where's her legs? Where's her legs? And I remember the, um, the, I guess the funeral home attendant, when he came and he took off her wedding ring, and he gave it to my father. I remember that. And then years later, I found a picture of me at the funeral where she was dressed. So um, I guess that first thing when they had her in the coffin with her not being dressed, I'm not sure what that was. Um, but the one with her being dressed, I don't remember that one. But I saw a picture and she was dressed afterward in, in that particular picture. And I was standing there, I saw the picture. And and then the next thing I remember is um, at the cemetery. You know, as a kid, I'm running around playing. I don't know what's going on. I'm just running around playing. And all I could hear, like, the people saying, that poor child, that poor child. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, well, what's poor about me? I don't know. Like, why are you saying that? Because I didn't know what was going on. And when it was all said and done, and we got in the car to head back home, my mother's sister, that's the sister that's, um the one that she was closest to her second sister and my aunt burst out crying in the car and I started to laugh I was four years old I'd never really seen grown people cry I thought only kids cried So I didn't know what she was crying. It was like funny to me. And I remember when I got home, 
this lovely family member of ours who I had taken quite a liking to. And later on, um, I would go to spend time at, with her, at her after my mom's death and stuff like that because my father had to work. I remember she took me, after we got back home after the funeral, she took me into the living room and she sat me down in the chair next to her. I remember it very well. It was daylight. And I'm playing, you know, with my doll, you know. And I remember her saying to me, she said, your, your mother is dead. But I don't know what she means. I don't know what dead means. She said, do you know what that means? I said, no. And she said to me, your mother is gone. And she's not coming back. And when she said that, I thought she mean my mother was going to work because my mother used to work a lot. I said, no, she's gone to work. She's coming back. I said, no, she's coming back. She's coming back. And she realized that I'm not understanding. And she said, she looked at me with such a pained look. And she said, no, she's not coming back this time. And when she said that to me, I stopped what I was playing with, whatever it was, a doll or something. And I remember trying to process that in my four-year-old brain. Like, my mom ain't coming back? I ain't have no mother? And all I remember at that four years of age, I'll never forget it. I remember thinking, well, who's going to take care of me? Who's going to look out for me? And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to have to look out for myself. Yeah. And from that day, I grew up with that. That I needed to take care of me. This coming November will be 47 years since my mom died. I guess I'm telling my age. (laughs) I have lived for more than half of my life without my mother. And after my mother's death, I would no longer eat sugar cane. And no one really would kneel with me to, you know, to make me say my prayers before I went to bed. So I forgot how to say our father. The only thing I could remember at that time was forgive us our trespasses. And I did not relearn our father until I got to the fifth grade. At this point, I had moved to the Caribbean now, and I learned it in the fifth grade, and I learned it in Dutch, but I didn't know it in English anymore. And I think in 2000, I'm like, you know, I need to relearn this thing in English. And I relearned it in English as my mom taught it to me. So today I know it both in Dutch 
and in English. And ever since her passing, I tried eating some applesauce with my food in 2000. I said, I remember my mom used to, I said, let me try it. Oh, I spit it out. I couldn't eat it. As for the sugar cane, it's been 47 years. I have not touched one sugarcane has entered my mouth. And whenever I would pass by back home in the market and I would see them chopping it, I'd look at it with a glaze, like a far away, you know, like a, a distant look and a sly, you know, uh, a smile on my face and just walk away remembering those times when I used to sit with my mom as a child and suck on that sugar cane till there was no sugar left in that cane as far as my favorite park it remained my favorite park and even though I no longer live in New York City it is still my favorite park and there are times when I was living there, I do hope to go for a visit at some point. I would just sit on the bench and remember those days. And not only that, my mother is buried across the street from my favorite park, which is Silver Lake Park. So yes, as I remember my mother, I'd like to say the Lord's Prayer in English. Hopefully I don't mess it up. <laughs> and then followed by it in Dutch. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as you forgive us our trespasses. And may we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Unser Vater, den Himmel seid, Unam water gehelig, Ukonin kreeg koma, Uwilkeschiedige leek, en de hemel zei al zo op de aarde. Geef ons heden ons dagelijks brood, en vergeef ons onze schuldenaren. En leid ons niet in verzoeking, maar verlas ons van de boze, want van uw is er koning kreeg, en de kracht en de hele kreeg, tot in een eeuwigheid. Amen. So that comes to the conclusion of this Mother's Day episode in remembrance of my mother. I'd also like to share a quote. So the quote of this episode is, Crucifixion comes before coronation. And of course, that quote is taken from none other than my favorite devotional, which is Streams in the Desert. 
And on that note, I'd like to say thank you for joining me on this episode. As I remember my mother. And I do hope and pray that each and every one of you will have a happy and wonderful Mother's Day. Whether you're a mother, an aunt, or a godmother. Happy Mother's Day. And also remember, as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. Be blessed, and hopefully I'll be in much better condition for the next episode. See you next time.